0: I'm Gary Benbridge, and this is the Tips for Travellers podcast. Tips for Travellers is the global travel destination podcast focused on tips, advice, and inspiration for time-pressed travellers. Travellers for whom time is precious, and so they want to and need to get the most out of every trip. Visit www.tipsfortravelers.com to sign up for the newsletter, Follow me on Twitter and join the Facebook page. Hi and welcome to this, the 75th edition of the Tips for Travellers podcast and welcome again. We're continuing with our exploration of Norway and the fjords. And just to remind you that in podcast number 70, we looked at my ultimate tips for cruising the Norwegian fjords. In 73, we looked at Bergen, the second-largest city in Norway. In podcast 74, we looked at the very stunning World Heritage site of Granga. And in this podcast, we're going to look at a most remarkable place called Skolden, which is in the Songafjord. And what makes this place remarkable is to get there, you travel 130-odd miles inland, and it's really quite bizarre. You're on this massive big ship way inland and it's just the most calm and beautiful and absolutely magnificent place. So if you're looking at itineraries for cruising to Norway and it has uh, Skalden on, it's something I would really, really recommend you try and include as part of your Your cruise. Most cruises tend to have a Granger on, but uh, certainly Skåln is is quite magnificent. It is the most furthest inland port in Norway, not surprisingly, as I mentioned, it's 130 odd miles inland. It's a tiny little village at the end of Songafjord, and Songafjord is the longest inland navigable fjord in Europe. And It's really quite weird as I mentioned at the beginning and getting your head around the fact that you're sailing just so far inland on this massive cruise ship in a massively huge wide fjord. It really is quite quite uh, massive and wide and also what's important about this is you really do feel almost dwarfed in there because there are these huge mountains and the highest peaks in Norway are actually in the area of, of Skolden. It's very almost Swiss Alps-like in terms of, of mountains. And you do almost feel like you're you're in the Alps at some points because it's very Alp-like uh, the mountains. It's a very quiet, it's a very peaceful full town and what, what I liked about it is a couple of things. First of all, it's, it's tiny. It has a population of about 250 people. In the actual village, once you get there, you realize there's quite a lot of holiday lets, some very nice new modern ones, actually. It's got a very large community center called the Fjord Stuva Center, and it's got a climbing wall there, a swimming pool, a gift shop, a cafe, and they have very fast internet access there. It only costs about 10 Norwegian kroner, so that's about a pound or a dollar fifty. Very fast, very good internet access, and that's uh, where a lot of the crew and, and stuff sort of found and, and sat there. Although you can also get, by the way, uh, internet access at the little cruise port um, station, which I'll talk about in a second in the village itself you know there's there's a very short walk to the, a beach area the water is of course very cold because it's fed by all these fast flowing rivers which are created by melting snow coming down from the mountains so it's not particularly warm the water but it's the village itself is not kind of geared and focused on serving cruise ships and I quite like that you know versus Garanga, which is a big popular cruise port it gets 160 something cruise ships it's very geared towards cruise passengers but but uh, what makes Scotland a nice place to visit it's very remote it's very small there's a few guest houses uh, it doesn't seem to be as as much even on the 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 local population itinerary and it's just very very picturesque and the fact that they don't make much effort I really like it. it feels much less commercial than Garanga uh, it feels much more idyllic. It feels much more unspoiled. Not that I'm saying Garanga feels spoiled, but it, there's just much less activity. There's very few stores. There's very few people trying to sell tours. It, it's almost like that you've arrived unexpectedly. Now, in terms of docking, it's quite interesting, and I'm guessing they're trying to build up, uh, you know, getting people to go there. There is there is a, one sort of fixed dock, which was only opened in 2010, which is the one that we docked at. But there is also now very innovative... very revolutionary floating pier which they've put in place and this this pier is really really interesting because it floats basically as the word floating suggested and and it's a walkway which and it's motorized so when when a ship sort of uh, gets into the, the fjord near the town they can move this walkway this floating walkway out towards the ship it can be extended and then you can basically get off and walk straight into the town you're right there in the heart of of this little village the pier and walkway—it's called the Sea Walk—and was actually kind of tested by Cunard and Queen Elizabeth in August, uh, sort of July, August, uh, twenty twelve. It's it's a very innovative the Sea Walk itself, is designed by a Norwegian company, and it's it's really clever because basically they can maneuver into position. Passengers can walk in town, and then they can actually withdraw the pier back to the shore if they want. So it leaves the the fjord kind of very open and unspoiled. I think the plan is to leave it out because people can then stroll out look more at the, at, at the fjord, uh, further deeper into the, 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 the lake, the fjord itself, they can fish off it and, and so on, but it can actually be pulled back in. And so it's very innovative. Skalden's the first place to have it and, and it's very experimental and it's great, particularly if you dock there. it's kind of knowing that you're part of something new and, and, and exciting. So then kind of exploring this little town and having some fun on the little pier and maybe braving the cold water what, what are the things that you should do if you've got limited time in Scotland because you are going to be there as a cruise passenger you're probably going to have most of the day what should you absolutely do it seemed to be to me that most people focused on the and I'm gonna pronounce this probably badly the, the Sengajabert viewpoint s-e-n-g-j-a-b-e-r-g-e-t Sengajabert viewpoint and this seemed to be really really popular it's about a mile walk from the village and you basically walk up the hill to, to a viewing area. It's about 390 feet up from the, the sort of the, the level of, of the fjord. You get an incredible view from here, right across the village out into the fjord. It's not massively well signposted, but it's very popular. so you just follow your fellow passengers and, and people can, can direct you. The other thing to do is walking and bike rides. As I mentioned, this is a much more laid back, much more peaceful, and so walking and bike rides are a great idea. Bikes you can hire from the hotel, but of course you can also walk. And walking is particularly popular with Norwegian visitors, although we did actually see people on bicycle tours, uh, you know, camping and, and, and so on. Now, there's a road running right around the side of the fjords and it makes a great place to cycle along or walk, so it's not steep hills. You basically cycle right around the side of the fjord. Now, it, the cars basically would head along this road and they go into very long tunnels, which 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 help you know get them to other parts of Norway. And in fact, there's one uh, tunnel that's over 15 miles long because, you know, you basically, you know, uh, is in this, this fjord surrounded so by massive mountains and, and, you know, going over them is just not practical. So they've built kind of various uh, tunnels, etc. cetera. Uh, and, and I'm assuming it's just much easier to build tunnels than trying to figure out a way to get over these massive mountains. Unlike in Garanga, uh, where, the, you know, they have built sort of, curving roads which go up the hills these are really big mountains saying that if people don't want to do more of their own things stroll about cycles that you know glacier viewing is probably the biggest and most popular thing and most organized thing from Scholden because you can travel from here to uh, what's and again uh, excuse my pronunciation but the the Dal Glacier the Jostel Glacier this is the largest glacier in Europe And it covers half of the Jotheim National Park, which is the big national park in in Norway. Uh, And the Jotheim National Park is literally half of it's covered by the Brien Glacier. So at Skålen, you can actually go and visit part of, of, of the glacier. And it's very popular. It's probably the most popular booked trip. Um, you, there's a visitor center there and then what they do is they organize guided tours out onto the, the glacier or, you know there's some walking there's some sort of more motorized ones around 30,000 people go there every year so it's not gets massively busy I mean it's obviously very popular you can also see the, the glacier from other parts because you know such a massive glacier but but visiting from Skolden is, is it's the most unspoilt if you like part of the, the glacier that people can really access so if you want to see glaciers I would strongly recommend Skolden and seeing the Jostol da and that's very popular on, on cruises, etc. I didn't see any uh, places advertising that tour, but I'm sure in the visitor center there must be other ways of doing it. But that I would say probably make sure you book that. The other thing that's kind of well publicized, and I didn't go to, and I know a couple of people that did, is is a stave church. Now I didn't know much about stave church, but quite a few people on the cruise went to visit this little church. It's about 20 miles out of Skolden. Was listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1980, and Stave Churches apparently they date right back to the 10th century. So it, it, they're very old, and they're kind of these these um, stone-built little churches dotted all around. And this particular one dates right back to 1130, so it's it's very old and it's very small. And and basically, you go on a drive. It's 20 miles away. It's a bus trip, so you get to see lots of scenery kind of the church almost uses the destination to kind of then sort of turn turn around and come back and look at more scenery so it's kind of a scenery kind of <clears throat> if you want to see scenery you don't want to walk you don't want to drive you don't want to walk up the hill that's probably a, a great one to do so overall Scaldon, it's a very beautiful it's a very calm place and I think its main attraction is is just that you know you are 133. 130 odd miles from the sea. It's an amazing journey first of all to get there by ship. It's an amazing journey when you leave because you're just going forever winding through these beautiful fjords. It's, just a, it's, it's really quite remarkable. Hopefully it will stay as calm and unspoilt. I mean clearly they want to get more cruise passengers and cruise ships there but you know it's a nice comparison to Garanga and Skåden—it's kind of a nice mix on a, on a route to see those two. So that's Skåden. Remember, if you want to find out more, you can visit my blog at www.dottipsfortravelers.dotcom. If you look at the uh, video podcast, you'll find there I've posted um, a—it's a, 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 kind of a ten-minute highlight of cruising the Norwegian fjords, and it shows quite a bit of Skåden in, in that, and that's really worth having a look at. There's also a dedicated. Uh, video podcast on Schgolden as well on the Tips for Travelers video podcast, or you can watch those videos by uh, taking a look at the site. Um, hope you've enjoyed that. Remember, it, I'd really appreciate it if you don't subscribe. If you subscribe, if you're an iTunes user, it'd be great. Next time you're there to rate, leave a comment. It does help enormously for the podcast. But until next time, here's to absolutely fantastic and great travel. Tips for Travelers is the global travel destination podcast focused on tips advice and inspiration for time pressed travelers travelers for whom time is precious and so they want to and need to get the most out of every trip visit www.tipsfortravelers.com to sign up for the newsletter follow me on twitter and join the facebook page